0: What's up, Mets fans? Happy home opening day, Eve. I am Darren and that's Pete McCarthy.
1: What's up, Pete? What's going on? <laughs> Papa Pretty Pete. easy week. Simple. Papa Pete. Pa- yeah, Nothing right. Very exciting. You know. Has this been the most hectic week of your <laughs> life? Uh, I think it, at most everybody would say yes when the, when this occurs. If you don't know, uh, my wife and I had a daughter uh, last Thursday, opening day. Opening so day, baby. Good luck, baby. kind of fitting. Yeah, it was cool. So a uh, little Maeve McCarthy's hanging out. Might be watching the show right now, which is fun. So, so yeah, I got uh, I got some pressure on me, you know. So, yeah. uh, got to do a good
0: first show for the baby. Absolutely. <laughs> so, d- you guys said you were waiting for the birth to find out the the sex of your child. Were you surprised? Did you guys have a feeling?
1: Yeah. No, we we didn't know at all what it was going to be. So, uh, you know, we had um, you know it was a C section. So they basically you know they flip the curtain down. You get a little window, and you can peek and see your baby for a few seconds there. And I was like, oh, it's a boy. Because I guess I, I saw the umbilical cord. I just saw there was something there. It was <laughs> very quick was look. And there was a lot going on at the time. And I was like, oh, we had a boy, hon. And then they were like, no, you have a girl. I was like, oh, great. Yeah, cool. Well, <laughs> so congratulations, so, There you man. go. That's... So, yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. But, yes, it was uh, it's a, a hectic day, fun week, all these kinds of things, all these new things, getting into a new rhythm and stuff. But, yeah, everything's good. She's already... Been forced to watch a lot of Mets baseball, so you know she's uh, she's ready for what life will be. It's been good baseball though, so at least yes, she's starting has. off on the right foot. Her four first... and one. I thought they were going to go undefeated this year because of her. She'd be the good luck charm when they were two and oh But yeah, you know, there's only so much she could do. I feel like my daughter was
0: good luck uh, the good luck charm for 2015. She was born in May, and then we all know what happened. I mean, yeah. ho- unfortunately, they didn't win the World Series. But it's been a pretty good year to be born in 2015 if you're a Mets fan. But um so yeah, the the first couple weeks for me I feel like it took forever, but the last three and a half years now, or almost four years, goes pretty quick. So enjoy it.
1: That's what everybody says. These are the good old days, and soak it up. And you know, I got this little five pound peanut sitting on my <laughs> shoulder, on my chest, and stuff. So it's uh, it's been it's been really exciting, really fun, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's a ride. You know, unbelievable.
0: <laughs> uh, so um, we have a lot of really incredible giveaways for the show today. If you're listening afterwards, a little incentive to watch the live shows. Today's share contest is pretty incredible. I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I had to Google of what this actually is. But this is the Mets Ice Dragon from Game of Thrones. It's the Mets Slash uh, Game of Thrones ice dragon. We are giving away two of these today on the show. So if you're watching right now on Facebook, click the little share button. You'll you'll be put in the running to win. If you're watching on face on, on Periscope or Twitter, just click retweet and you'll also be put in the running. This is worth sixty bucks. So I love um,
2: it. I think it's so cool.
0: At the end of the season, um, Lizzie's like, "Well, we're keeping one for the set." She's like, "I want the third one, so you can you can have it." I don't know much yes. about it, but uh, it's a little scary.
1: You it's
2: know. I'm so scary. Nervous about this ice and dragon. So. Th- uh, the last episode of the last season, the dragon becomes the ice dragon. Mm-hmm. So now this season, we're going to see like what happens. But there is chaos.
0: A little tease there. There
2: is chaos.
0: <clears throat> so anyway, if you're interested and you don't win, Go to uh, FOCO's website, that's Forever Collectibles, and uh, you can actually search by fandom. So if you hit the little Browse by Fandom, click the Mets, you can see all the different offerings they have. And what they're doing special for you guys, if you're interested and you don't win, use the promo code MLBGOT10, and that'll give you 10% off if you purchase two or more of their Game of Thrones bobbleheads. they got a lot of cool offerings up here. And for stuff that, if you're not a Game of Thrones fan... Uh, Like myself, and you're interested in whatever they got else, whatever else they got on the site, hit them up and check it out. So click share right now. So Mets are off to a hot start, Mister Papa Papa McCarthy, uh, PD Mac. I don't know what you want me to go. You know, PD Mac is what you go by. But at the end of last week's show, I was trying to mix it up a little bit. But hot start. Last year, 11-1, I'm already drinking the Kool-Aid. Do you think that this 4-1 start is sustainable, or is this just another hot start for No,
1: them? I think it looks good right now. How about the fact that last night, Brandon Nimmo gets hit by the pitch right in the oh, hand, right? Sketchy, and you're like, sketchy. oh, here we go. This will be the start of the problem, and Mickey Calloway's kind of looking away at disgust like it's going to be something serious. And then the X-rays are negative. Yeah, That's not gets the way me ner- I- Gets me nervous still, though. Uh, well, that's not the way it usually works for the Mets. Now, right, right. we've seen in the past sometimes the X-rays could be negative initially. I think this happened with Kevin Ploiecki in Miami last year where they were initially negative, and then it turned out he did have a break. But, you know, we'll see how it works out with Nemo. But at least, hey, it, it's not this disaster. It's not—maybe things can change a little bit, right? They've been relatively healthy here. They're without Jed Lowry, Todd Frazier, but— The important pieces in the rotation, Edwin Diaz in the bullpen, these guys are healthy. These guys look good. So you know that, to me, is the biggest thing because last year they started to get banged up very early. It was an older team, and they didn't have the depth to sustain it. Now, even without Frazier and Lowry, they have enough depth offensively. A lot of the younger players have come up, made an impact. And one thing that I love is, is this new approach where they're going to the opposite field and yeah, yeah, beating yeah. the shift and all these things that we always talk about. I can't tell you how many calls I'd get over the years. Well, why should the shift work? Why can't these guys hit to the opposite field? And it's always, well, no one seems to do it, so yeah, I guess yeah. it's really hard. But now you see the Mets making an adjustment and Dom Smith beating the shift, Jeff McNeil's more capable of doing it, and it's just been, it's been good to see. It, it doesn't have to all be trying to hit home runs. They're great, but in certain situations, you just want to put the ball in play, make something happen.
0: Two scary moments two days in a row, though, because two nights ago, we had um, uh, Ligaris. Ligaris trying to basically get out of the way, and yeah. he had his hand, and then last night was Nimmo. Oh, uh, The voice from the background, that's Lizzie behind the scenes, by the way. If you Hi. want to give us a call, 631-388-5195. <laughs> I'm a little off my game because I was opening a box, and I'm like, hey, Pete, what time is it? He? He's like, oh, it's 1.30. So I didn't even realize we had to press start on the show. So give us a call. Chime in. Um... So yeah, two days in a row, kind of like an oh shit moment. Oh, here we go. The, here comes the injuries. But luckily, so far so good. The guys seem to be okay, and hopefully, once the swelling goes down, and these guys are they're tough. They're tough. So we'll we'll hopefully. Yeah, i sure
1: Nimo will get a day. Yeah, yeah. He'll uh you know be ready to go tomorrow. The quick turnaround, and all of a sudden it'll be home opener time, and all the pageantry with that. We get into that in a little bit, but it's it's an exciting time. And it, like I said last week, kind of feels like you get two opening days when you have the home opener secondary, right? Yeah, like yeah, 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 you know, yeah. All the excitement for. Last Thursday, but then tomorrow is a totally different energy when you're at City Field and uh, everybody's there in the the orange jerseys or whatever your color might be and uh, ready to go. You know.
0: So Monday night was the first time I was actually able to sit down and watch the entire game. But over the weekend, I was catch. I was down in Florida, so I was catching the games through the MLB at bad app, or just listening. You know, when I could or watching the replays. But I, I put a tweet out. I think yesterday it said the. Um, the Mets haven't played at home yet, but every single night we're hearing the Let's Go Mets chance. The Mets yeah. fans are coming out. And, you know, it is it is Miami. No one really goes there. A lot of New York transplants down there. So yeah, I Washington can understand. Too. But, yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. just bring that up. But uh, um, I can understand why you can definitely hear them in Miami. But in D.C. too, there's a, there's a group there called the D.C. Mets. I don't know if you heard of them. So there are fans that live down in that area that are fans of the Mets, and they do group outings similar to what we do with the Seminole Army when we go down. But they were out in full force this weekend, and um, it's really nice to hear how many Mets fans are are cheering on this team so tomorrow when we get home it, i'm just waiting for this uh the the lid to blow be blown off the roof tomorrow i'm so excited for opening day it's always like a a, a super big holiday for me i probably can't sleep tonight and i'm just really looking forward to it No, so, and everybody's
1: on the train going uh, in yeah, yeah, just yeah. the energy the buzz if you've had the opportunity to go to those games being in the parking lot it's supposed to be relatively nice tomorrow i think 55 uh, and sunny i think first pitch yeah, yeah it's beautiful today i wish it was today with the, the way the weather is outside but it should be similar tomorrow and uh, ready to roll, start it up, and, and get that, that energy and that good feeling going, and uh, maybe some oh, of the beers Oh, we didn't even open these beers. Too. What's going See, on here? This is how I know Darren's <laughs> off his game a little bit when he forgets to pop the beer. Well, I said
0: to Pete, I'm like, you know, you've had a, a little bit of a rough week. You're going to be drinking today? He's like, yeah, it's my first beer since, as a dad, right? This is your first one?
1: Yeah, we had a little champagne toast with my parents a little uh, bubbly. the day after, but otherwise... Cheers, man. Cheers, Cheers, guys.
0: And as always... Let's give a little shouty out, a little shouty out to McKellar uh, after I take this sip.
1: They'll be buzzing <laughs> tomorrow, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. And the, the Seven Line Army members are all charged up because we have black cards now for 20% off. So if you sit with us, not to rub it in, but if you sit with us uh, as a season ticket member for the home package, you get the 20% off for the whole year. But anyway, uh, McKellarNYC.com. Hit up the website. Click on that little delivery button on the top. That will bring you to the page that has all of the different offerings that McKellar has for their delivery service. It's called Beer Here. And if you use our promo code, T7L20, you'll get 20% off your delivery of anything that they have available on the site. As you know, the super popular United We Cheers is not in stock, but the uh, the rest of their offerings are the Sally Silk, the Queen's Fisher, Hop Cab, Barry Manaflow, Zoot Juice. They all got a Barry whole bunch Maniflo. of. Barry s- <laughs> Manaflow. That is
1: phenomenal.
0: <laughs> they got a lot of great offerings, the Hazy Grail. They have a lot of fun names with the uh, with the beers there. So hit them up, McKellernyc.com. Click the delivery button and use our promo code T7L20 for 20% off your next delivery. Um, Also got news from McKellar that they will also be offering their in-stadium, in-brewery discount starting tomorrow. It's a post-game special. You'll get 10% off select pints, anything that they serve of their own. They do some co-branded stuff. So, And if it's their beer, it's 10% off. Just wear anything from the 7-Line, your hat, your shirt, your jersey, your sweatshirt, whatever. Show the logo to the bartender, and you'll get 10% off anything they have available at McKellar. So... Great deal. we got a lot of great stuff planned with them this year. And as soon as we have more details that we're allowed to share, I'll keep you guys in the loop see, that for that could sure. be
1: a good day. You get the, the pregame tailgate. You get to see a wedding. Then yep. you watch the <laughs> yeah, Mets in yeah. the home opener. And you can finish your day hanging out at the brewery, uh, watching other games, whatever else might be going on. Can't be. And that's, that's a full day. If yeah. you get oh. baseball in a wedding, I mean, you're, there's gotta you got to be the a, wedding. At about what else would you tomorrow? put in there to hit for a cycle of, like, things uh, you could do for a... A great day.
0: If I was still eating White Castle, I'd say White Castle. <laughs> there you go. Uh, baseball game, beer. Yeah, McKellar. I mean, it's got it's got wedding. everything. But yeah, you the got, wedding got the whole thing. Chef Cast though, he goes he goes overboard. Are you? Can you? Can you?
1: get away tomorrow for a little bit i'm not sure i'm not sure i'm out just of the house today early. i'm out of the come house for a little while friday so we'll can, uh, i'll talk to, to the wife and see how settled come things to the tailgate just the tailgate if you can i'll give it a shot but we'll uh we'll, we'll see how things go today and if we <laughs> yeah. are really in that smooth sailing area now where we got it all figured out at home but uh, i would love to no doubt
0: all right let's hit the phones Lizzie wrote uh, Loud Guy from Connecticut. So I'm I'm assuming this is Herman. What's up, Herman? Herman? <laughs>
3: you know who it is. How's everybody doing?
0: We're good. We're good. How you doing? What, what, what's going on? Uh,
3: man, you know, right now I'm driving up to Taconic near Albany, getting my ass home because I am excited <laughs> to come see a wedding, a match wedding tomorrow. That's going to be our first one.
0: Absolutely. So you're going to be at the tailgate party, huh?
3: Yeah, I'm going to come to the wedding. I actually managed to snag two tickets to hang out with you guys tomorrow. Awesome. And be as, and be as loud as I can be, give me, this, give me somebody competition. <laughs> and hopefully we have, you know, I got to tell you, this season is different. It's, the other day when Alonso hit the home run in Miami, mm-hmm. and they were showing afterwards how him and Dominic and everybody was celebrating in, in, the, uh, in the dugout, I said to my wife, I said, look, you see how the team is together, how close they are? That's a, that's a good sign. Because that means that if one guy is down, everybody else is going to pick him up. And that's what, that, what happens that often. I expect a lot of great things from Brody and this team this entire year, man.
1: Yeah, I think one of the real interesting things, and we'll see it tomorrow, is I'm not so big on the energy of the team because we saw the same thing last year when they were 11-1. and 1. When teams are winning, everybody loves each other, they're hugging, they got all their handshakes and that kind of thing. One thing this team has really struggled with over the years is hitting at home. They haven't been able to hit at City Field. Their offense disappears. They have to figure that out. And maybe they have a better approach now being uh, going to the opposite field and swinging for some singles and not just for the fences a little bit. But we, we've seen them put up runs on the road. They were one of the better scoring teams on the road in the National League last year. It's at home where all the offensive problems have been. But, yeah, it's been nice to see some new blood, some young guys. And I, I, I'm with you, Armand. Like the uh, Pete Alonso, Dom Smith, seeing those guys celebrate the way they did after that was, was really cool because they were... They were in competition, and you know Dom is known Alonzo's coming for a little while now. So to see them, uh, you know, have a moment, root for each other, it's great.
0: Absolutely, I mean, I love that these guys kind of seem uh, that they're both on team Mets rather than team me, because you know the 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 line in the sand was kind of drawn during, at least for fans. I wrote the, I wrote a blog post about this on on uh, yesterday. Actually, it seemed like there was a line in the sand drawn for the fan base where if you were team Pete you couldn't be team dom so it's it's eh. because you know only one guy can play first at a time so you had to pick a side and you know it's tough because you want both to succeed and luckily they've both been contributing they can but,
1: both contribute yeah, they of course, can both of have a role here you know dom coming off the bench we saw alonzo come off the bench yesterday listen alonzo's going to get the majority of the playing time as he should but dom's going to get some opportunities some bats being that First lefty bat off the bench. And these are all these are all good things. You just have to get guys that embrace what their role is, feel comfortable with it. It always helps when you're winning because then it feels like, all right, I'm sacrificing a little bit for myself, but I can see how it's for the betterment of the team and the results are there. And you just want to keep that positive mojo flowing. So we got
0: DeGrom on the hill tonight, coming off his Cy Young year last year, clearly. Uh, six o'clock start, so early start, because the guy's got to travel back to New York. It's DeGrom versus Richards tonight. What are you thinking so far? I mean, you, you didn't get to really watch opening day. You were a little busy that day. Um, but did you see anything from DeGrom that uh, that you liked, that you Honestly, didn't like? Honestly,
1: I, I didn't see a second of it. I didn't even see the highlights <laughs> afterwards. I followed along with the game here or there. And they got him two runs. That's yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, good, yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. right? But he's he's that good. And what I saw in spring training is he looks the same as he did last year, except now he's got a beard and a big contract. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I think for DeGrom, you expect maybe not him to match what he did last year. Cause it was so over the top amazing, but maybe they, they got to win more games when he's on the mound. So hopefully it'll mean more for the team as a whole. And it would be nice to, you know, let's say see six runs of support for DeGrom tonight and, and get Get that storyline out of here that the Mets aren't going to score for him, and you know really turn the page from last year. It's nice that he won the first game, but you know working with two runs isn't always easy. And I think that's what you'd like to see. But everything that I've seen from Degrom, and again, I didn't get to watch opening day. He he looks the same. He he looks good. He looks ready to roll. And that's that's as big a key as anything for the Mets. Degrom, Wheeler, Syndergaard. That they're healthy. That they're taking the ball twenty five plus times each over the course of this year. This team would be in a good situation if they could pull that off.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's hit the phones. We got we got Chris in Queens. What's up, Chris? Chris in Queens, how you doing?
4: Hey, how's it going?
0: We're good. What do you got?
4: Uh no, I just had a quick question from McCarthy. Uh I was just i I've been hearing in the news that uh, the Mets are linked to Dallas Keichel and uh Craig Kimbrel again. And I was wondering if
3: he thought that they had a legit shot at them.
1: I wouldn't be – not that I'm not interested in signing one of these guys, and especially Kimbrell, but I do worry that the season's already started. It's April. There's a reason there's spring training. And so often when you bring somebody in in the middle of the year, first of all, they're not going to help you until May, which is fine. But – a lot of guys never get into that rhythm, right? If you miss time early on in the season or you're out because you're you know, waiting for a contract. I know these guys have been put in a, a tough spot here. Uh, I always wonder if you get that same performance. Now, so Kimbrel does worry me a little bit, and he wasn't great at the end of last year. But if you're looking at Keuchel, the Mets need rotation depth. And we saw Jason Vargas last night. It's still Jason Vargas. It's not that different from what we saw last year. So there's no doubt Keiko will be an upgrade. And that's the guy to me that if I'm the Mets, I'd really be paying attention to what's going on there. But I would be hesitant to do like a one-year deal with these guys because when you miss this much time and you're starting late, it's tough to – be what you're supposed to be. I'd want a few years so that, you know, they're more in the norm in the years ahead. And I think it makes sense for Keiko. The Mets might very well lose Zach Wheeler in free agency after this season. So I I think there's room for Keiko, both short-term and long-term. Thanks for the call, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about tomorrow.
0: I mean, everyone's all charged up for the home opener. Uh, it's supposed to be beautiful, as we said. The Mets are actually thirty-six and twenty-one all time on opening day. I don't know what it is about opening day, but these guys perform pretty all right. Love it. especially on the opener. But it's funny, I was looking up the stats. They're six and one over the last seven. Their first seven, they were the complete opposite, one and six. So hopefully, they come back, uh, come back to Queens and stay hot. I mean, no matter what, even if they lose tonight. You got to win series. So winning the series against the Nationals, you want to win the series, hey, uh, which they have, already did. They already won the series in in uh, Marlins I'll Park. I'll
1: say this: When you have Jacob DeGrom on the hill and you're going for the sweep against yeah. the Miami Marlins, get the sweep. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and be satisfied that they won a series if they lose tonight with DeGrom on the hill. This is one of those games you want to shut down. You look at the opponent. You look at who is on the mound. You look at the pitching matchup. They should win tonight. And then, yeah, uh, adrenaline will carry them through tomorrow. They get Friday to sleep it off as you know, we've heard some of the complaints about the way the schedule breaks down. It's unfortunate. But hey, these are the things you got to deal with. And if you can't get up for tomorrow in front of a sold out city field, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the report? I don't know if this was uh, was bullshit or not, but something about, Syndergaard had to go home early because uh, his roommate, Gesellman, couldn't get in at 3 in the morning or something. He He, he was just making an excuse he wanted to go home.
1: Syndergaard had complained about the fact that they're not going to get a chance to go to New York. Well, this is why he didn't like the Syracuse trip. And he said, you know, we could get our affairs in order. And if you think about it, it is kind of wild what these guys do. And I'm sure the team takes care of some of their housing and things of that nature. But... They're not in New York from, what, when you report for spring training almost two months ago now until... The night before opening day when they're playing and they have to be at the ballpark at probably nine AM tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So you land, you get in at three o'clock and you haven't been in this apartment in how long? Right, or you right. gotta, you know, find it sorted out. I guess you gotta figure this out in a bit. I don't know how they all do it, but it makes sense. Yeah. So Cindergaard's gonna be at home. This is what he's complaining about. He lives with Gisellman, and Gisellman doesn't have a key to the apartment <laughs> somehow. So Cindergaard's like, I ain't waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning to let this guy in. You know, he's going to have to find his own way. So, uh, you know, I'm sure sure there's some intern that could run around and get a key uh, for Gesellman, so it's not a whole thing. But it is it is interesting if you just look at it from you know a human perspective. I understand they make a lot of money; it's all worthwhile. But how the hell do you make that work?
0: I don't even understand how they don't have their own places by now. I mean, if I'm a Major League Baseball player, granted they don't spend all their time there, but if I was a Met tonight, I'd be staying at the Holiday Inn Express because then it's right across the street from the ballpark. (laughs) Uh, Why go all the way back? Maybe a lot of
1: guys do that. Some of them do. I know McNeil was staying there last year. You could settle in somewhere, do the moving, and tomorrow night they probably have that
0: welcome home dinner too. So like their schedule is pretty stacked. Like the first game of the year at home is tomorrow, obviously. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow night they usually have that dinner. So like yeah. these guys don't really actually have a day to breathe or a second to breathe till Friday. But whatever. We're, we're talking about. Um, They'll figure it out. Yeah, they're, they're grown ass men, so they can figure it out. Give us a call six three one three eight eight five one nine five. You want to talk about the Mets or whatever. Also, if you're tuning in late, we are giving away these Game of Thrones ice dragon bobbleheads from. FOCO USA Forever Collectibles. If you don't win, you can go to their site and buy one if you're interested. Uh, Very, very cool. Actually... This is also kind of breaking news. We're doing this for three weeks in a row. So we got this one for this week. Next week we got um, what is it like a Mister Met sitting Mr. in the Met throne,
1: sitting on the throne, and yeah. I don't know what it is, it's some kind of throne, and it, which is like actually the a Game of Thrones throne. It is the it's <laughs> the guys, throne.
2: I just want to say that it is they're so cool. The Iron
1: Throne, correct? Okay,
0: correct. and then there's a third one. I don't even know what that one is either. But there is a throne. It's
2: the uh, Night King.
0: This is on HBO. Oh. The show. We got a lot of the yes. bad
1: guys here.
0: So and HBO, I don't know how this works, but they dropped a throne off in okay. Bayside? So do you, you know me, the, the yes, one on this?
2: I do a little bit. I uh, do a little it, bit. Sh- keep it short here. Well, Why is there um, a
0: throne in Bayside? Because
2: what they're doing is they're promoting the upcoming season that starts on the 12th. So they're dropping these thrones in specific locations and there was one dropped off at Fort in, and it was called the, King, the Queen of Queens. It was like the they hashtag. just drop it just like
0: a secret. They just drop it off. They
2: dropped it off on Friday and it was there until Monday. So Andrew and I woke up super early on Sunday to it? try and go. And by the time we got there, which was at nine o'clock, which we thought was early, they had cl- shut it down. Is somebody
0: working there?
2: It's the H- HBO was running Oh really? It. So whoever right. was there prior to, they waited in line and they were able to take photos on the throne. I, I was so. Pissed slash jealous because now I keep <laughs> seeing people's photos and I'm so I've seen upset. some really nice
0: photos of that. I didn't know <laughs> if it was one of those things like... Um Banksy, where they like it was like a secret. Remember, he did like the art stuff every day, he yeah. dropped it off. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. If I was into the show, I'd, yeah, be, it I'd was, be into that. It was
2: super cool, but unfortunately, we missed it.
0: These things are also numbered if you're inter- interested in uh, oh, collecting. Yes. Yeah. Number 53 over here, so yeah, 53. Give us a call if you want to chat. It's got and I my didn't name catch on that it. Mets logo. I'm, I'm yeah, seeing handle an here. You got the big Mets logo, I'm just giving it away, random yeah. stuff here. It's a Mets collectible. Game of Thrones
1: joint. So, anyway, let's give it. Let's talk the Pete Alonso of Dragons.
0: Yeah. Let. Speaking of, let's talk more about Pete Alonso because we did touch on it about his hot start. And um, you know, I I whipped up this little um, Photoshop here. I don't know if you guys can see it on the screen if you're if you're listening afterwards. But I'm a big fan of the movie Step Brothers and uh, little Photoshop job there. But after hitting his 444 foot. Bomb to no man's land in Marlins Park, like the caller Herman brought up. He really liked. Oh, well, really? The whole stadium is no
1: man's land. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Watched any of these games. Zing. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, I liked the, the relate, not the relationship, but the reaction of those two guys. And like I mentioned just a little bit ago, them you know, kind of having each other's backs is really nice to see. And it's and cool. not comparing them to like a Wright and Reyes, but hopefully these guys are kind of like the next generation of the duo that kind of brings this team to the next level. Well, and I
1: think long-term, it's hard to see that yeah, yeah, yeah. because this they week. do play week. the same position. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, unless Dom is going to become a left fielder at some point, which they've experimented in the past, and he looks to be in great shape. He's run the bases really well thus far, which has been good to see. Uh, but the thing is with Alonzo, he looks like a game changer. you know. And I'm really curious to see how the league adjusts to him, and is he still doing this in June? But whether it's been the home run, which was an absolute bullet yeah, in bomb. Miami, or the doubles in Washington, the ball just jumps off of his back. We've seen it in spring training. We've seen it in big games, big moments, he's come through in the past. And I know we're talking about Futures game and, you know, it's lasted bad in Las Vegas last year and things like that. But those were some of the biggest moments of his career up to this point. And he's come up big in those spots. So the fact that he comes out opening day, faces Max Scherzer, everybody's worried about that, and, you know, ends up doing well against Strasburg the next day. I like what I see of this guy a lot, and again, the, the proof being the pudding. A couple of months from now, but Alonzo being that kind of threat from the right hand side, hitting number two in this lineup, it's something that the Mets haven't had since you know Cespedes was healthy, and to be able to actually home grow a guy who lives up to some of the hype, at least in this first week, is really encouraging to see. So that could be a real difference maker in this division where you're worried about, do the Mets have enough offense with you know what they did, right? People are screaming for Manny Machado and Bryce Harper this offseason, and I think rightfully so. But now you look at the division, and if Pete Alonso can be a 30-35 homer guy, and not just the home runs, but also hit for a decent average, drive-in runs, get on base... Boy, you know that just extends the line. This team hasn't gotten anything out of first base in years.
0: Did you see his uh, post game interview after the home run? And he said to the the press that the Mets put him in some type of shopping cart and brought him into the shower yeah. and doused him with all this random food, Beer, and drinks? And, barbecue and, sauce. Yeah, but he wrote he said not wrote he he said i didn't know that was a thing and i was gonna reply it's not a thing like <laughs> they probably just convinced thing. you that it's a thing
1: uh <laughs> as the new guy yeah. but um, he he did know this much though he said his eyes were burning but he kept his mouth shut yeah because well, you had like mayonnaise and well, mustard yeah, and beer you have no and champagne. idea what's coming through keep the mouth you don't want to taste any of that who knows what's happening but there, he seemed so. pumped on
0: was like yeah it's it's yeah. it's cool you know kind of roll with the punches yeah. there but
1: no it's like it's one of those things where guys you know a bonding experience. It's like an initiation, right? And you know, it's, it's goofy, but it makes everybody feel a little more connected. And again, when you're winning, these are the kind of things that you're able to do and and to get that positive mojo. Clearly, clearly
0: they're different bats and different guys. But last year when Rosario came up, he was always hitting in the eight or nine spot. So were you surprised that for a guy on his first, first game in the bigs to be hitting in
1: the the two spot? I was uh, now, Callaway had said as much the last week or two of the spring training that this is what he's going to do. I I was surprised then because he had said that. you know It wasn't necessarily a surprise opening day. But, yeah, that's a big jump. But it also shows how much confidence they have in this guy and why – you're not worried about twenty twenty five and you play him for the first two weeks, you let him make a difference and he has. Hey, maybe he's already been good for a win that they otherwise wouldn't have had with the way that he has played. So, you know, this is what you're looking for from Pete Alonso. It's why they had that much faith in him. And imagine if they were talking about batting him number two, or let's say he made his major league debut a week and a half from now, and they batted him number two in the lineup. It's like you're shoving this guy down for two weeks, being without one of your best hitters that based on where you're putting them on the lineup because you want to you know save some money on the back end years from now to me you know that's just you know penny wise pound foolish and they did the right thing they have him up you're seeing the that he is ready in fact and it's benefiting the club And it's just – there's a positive energy around all of that rather than, well, why don't they have this guy up? Why are these teams manipulating the service time? Do they have to do it in this case for the 24-year-old first baseman? You put all of that aside now, and you're truly saying we're in it to win now, and you get a 4-1 and start.
0: Well, it's definitely a a nice – Nice thing to do, not only for the guy, but for the team and for the fans. The fans wanted it. I mean, last year we were crying for the guy to come up. So, um, like you said, he's he's kind of been thrown to the wolves, and he's stepped to the plate, and and he's doing his job so far. So it's great. I ordered his jersey, and it hasn't came yet. I was I was hoping it was going to arrive today. I'd be wearing it right now, but uh, I guess tomorrow it'll it'll show up while we're at the stadium. Unfortunately, so maybe I'll get to rock it next next week. But uh, let's. How phones... many jerseys
1: do you have of like different players? Do you have a lot. Or no, is that not... a big honor that you're buying the Alonzo for jersey? me?
0: It's you know it's. It's selective. So um, when Mats got called up, I got a Mats uh, Conforto. Long yeah, yeah, Conforto. Uh, actually, no, I didn't get a Conforto game. I my thing is All Star Game jerseys. Okay. So I I get for the past few years, I did not get the DeGrom one. So who's a
1: guy that you bought before they became an All Star?
0: Nobody really. This is rare. Yeah, no one really. So you have high hopes for only Mr. Mats. Alonzo. Only Mats. So I have Mats and and uh, Alonzo, and then All Star Game jerseys. I really liked the Padres. Uh, edition for for, uh, for uh, Cologne. Cologne, actually, was that year, which was weird because he also hit the home run there. So I'm an all-star game jersey guy. Let's go to the phones. It's Steph and Tom's River, familiar voice. What's up, Steph? Hey, Steph.
5: Hey, nothing much. Um, first off, I want to congratulate uh, Pete on the new baby. Very exciting.
1: Thank you, yeah.
5: You're welcome. Um, so anyway, I wanted to ask you guys, because the situation came up, uh, Monday night. How do you feel
0: about bunting with two strikes? Well, last night, I didn't like that the, the bunt was on. I don't know if Nimmo did it on his own, but bases loaded, and he went for the bunt there, two outs. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what are you thinking, Pete?
1: Well, I, to be honest you know, with you, I, I've been in and out of the games a little bit, as you might imagine. What was the what was the situation, Steph? Do you remember?
5: Um, I know it was Monday. I think Ligaris, um when he... Oh, was it when Lagares got PM? hit?
1: That was with two strikes that he was bunting? Yeah, it okay. was with he was yeah, doing it on his own, street. so that didn't come from the dugout. Okay. Yeah, I read um, that afterward. Yeah, because
5: only because, um, you know, he was swinging the good bat. He had hit the home run, mm-hmm. um, you know, before. So, you know, I get it. Like, you just want to get on base because, you know, you have Edwin Diaz. um Coming up in the ninth, it's a very safe situation. Um, But I just wanted to get your thoughts.
1: Yeah, well, you better get it down if you do it two strikes. Uh, You don't want to be foul bunting and and that kind of thing. I'd rather see him swing away there, especially at the opposite field home run, which was really impressive to see from Lagarus. Thanks so much for the call, Steph. Uh, But yeah, it didn't come from the dugout, so I wouldn't worry about it being like a big strategic thing that the Mets are looking to do. This is something Lagarus did on his own. I would imagine they talk to him afterwards and say eh, it's not the best idea, you know. Give it a swing. We have confidence in you that you can do something positive here. And you know, unless he's uh, batting 200, you know, if it's a pitcher or something like that, whatever. You bunt with two strikes, yeah. but with Lagares, I you know, I am curious what kind of offensive player he could be. Still, he hit well last year until he got hurt. My fear with Lagares is always that. He is going to get hurt at some point. That's just what we've seen too much of over the years. So, yeah, I'd rather see him swing away there.
0: Well, last night I would have liked to see Nimmo swing away as well. I mean, you know, he's getting off to, like, a rough start. You know, Nimmo's kind of in a funk here the first four games of the season or five games of the season. Um, But I don't know. Maybe he'll snap out of it. I mean, he got hit by a pitch. A run came in either way. But I would have liked to see him not bunt there.
1: If we're going to nitpick strategy here – did you have any issue with Diaz and Familia not being available yeah. last night and, and Diaz coming in when they're ahead four two nights I mean, ago? You,
0: you essentially have two closers on the on the roster now. So how do you have both guys not available uh last night and on, on Monday? Uh, Familia only threw 17 pitches. Why is he not available two days in a row?
1: Yeah, I don't understand that. That that would worry me a little bit that maybe he didn't feel that well coming out of that because otherwise you're going to throw him back to back. Why wouldn't you with Juris Familia? But
0: speaking of not feeling well, it comes out Lugo's sick. So why do you have the guy – why do you push him last night?
1: I think that's the plan, that for Vargas (laughs) starts – Lugo's going to back him up. Right. So Vargas, no matter how well he's going, five innings, he's out. getting the yank. Yeah. And then Lugo's going to come in, throw two or three innings, and they'll go from there. And Lugo wasn't sharp last night, so I think that threw a. Crimp he's like battling in their a flu. I don't, I don't expect yeah, him to be sick, sharp, uh, according to Callaway after the game. Uh, but how about Justin Wilson coming in? Tough spot in the eighth inning. Got out of that. Maybe got a little lucky with the line drive double play at the end. But this is a you know big lefty arm they brought in to help out in the bullpen and that was that was impressive what he was able to do because he did not have the closer behind him he yeah, had to yeah, be yeah. the guy to finish that up and he was able to to get it done ultimately so he said I, that I too impressed.
0: he de- he definitely said in the post game that he he got lucky there he said yeah. well what, was, what were you thinking off the pitch he's like i was thinking it was a it was bad, bad pitch but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <And laughs> well, lucky he had right the at
1: rosario and brinson stumbled and boom double play game over and the mets Get that little sigh of relief after yeah you know, the big first inning. Oh, it's a laugher against the Marlins, and then suddenly it wasn't. You
0: know? Speaking of game over, there was a nice play there or reaction from uh, from the booth, Gary Cohen, who you know shows his true colors of being you know an original fan. And uh Tim Riley wrote something for the blog today a little bit about how he likes seeing that type of aspect or that reaction or that angle from an S and Y point of view, showing the booth and showing the reaction. Um, because, you know, I
1: like the hands. Yeah, the hands. I talk the, with my hands a lot. You know, and it yeah. comes natural. But you know, also when you're trying to get that big call, yeah. y- you got to do it a little bit. And maybe this is the wrong podcast to bring this up as an example. But like you ever see John Sterling when he does the he, yeah, yeah, he does yeah. his whole body yeah. shaking <laughs> like he's going nuts. And yeah, you know, that's how you you get that sound. You have to actually be doing it. Well, yeah,
0: it's it's you know it's nice that we have guys that that uh, do play-by-play for both radio and TV who did grow up Mets fans, local guys that that uh, you know we, they kind of feel our pain.
1: And that's not even an example where I'd use where that's a positive and and the pain and the emotion and stuff. Yeah, that's part of it. But what's amazing about Gary and and Howie Rose in the radio is they know everything about the Mets yeah. and, and they can talk about any era and compare things and obviously you have you know a couple guys in the 86 team in the booth with Gary but to have the ability to to know the Mets history and to tie it back as quickly and easily and entertainingly as those two are able to do it, I mean that's that's the blessing for Mets fans there
0: all right, let's hit the phones. We got Shouty. What's up, Shouty? What's
1: going on?
6: Hello, my friends. How are you? Congratulations, Pete. Welcome to Parenthood.
1: Thank you, Shouty. Yeah, whole new world on the other side it, now.
6: It is. And now, now you know, that's your second generation Met fan there, unless, unless your parents were. But it's, it's awesome to, like, now spread the legacy down.
1: Awesome. Hopefully she'll be a Mets fan, you know? People ask me, uh, uh, do uh, you uh, make your kid? No choice. No choice, man. No <laughs> no choice. Choice, man. No I didn't choice. have a choice. I didn't have a choice. It hasn't worked out for me, so I might be a little more, you know, loosey goosey with that. Maybe when the Mets win a World Series or the Jets, the Islanders the next, somebody gets me something, then it won't be so bitter anymore.
6: <laughs> no choice as the as a second generation. Speaking of generations, how awesome is it to see all the '69 Mets coming around doing like signings? They were all at Stu Leonard's um, last week. Even Bud Harrelson. So cool to see that. And also that Ed Cranepool is going to be catching the ceremonial first pitch. Uh, Gil Hodges' grandson is okay. throwing it tomorrow.
0: That's that's great. Yeah, I actually forgot about that. That's great.
6: So how cool is that? They look all great, and it's so good to see them out and and like doing signings and loving the fans. They're just it was so it was like a thrill of a lifetime seeing them all. Cranepool
1: especially uh, because he hadn't been around the organization in recent years until last year, and to see him back and, and we all know he's waiting for a kidney and, and had some health issues but uh, to see him back within the fold at the Mets, I mean this is you know one of the guys, he's on the 62 team, 69 team, he's the original Mr. Matt uh, to have him back in the fold is just great to see shouting.
6: It was very cool and also Cleon Jones, you never like, it's just awesome and Bud, he didn't sign but it was so good that he was yeah. out and fans were just loving it and and it was, uh, it was quite awesome but uh, it is good to see that, you know, they're they're like they're supporting the, the current New York Mets. So tomorrow's going to be like an epic day, and I can't wait.
0: Woo-hoo! All right, Shaddy. we'll see you in the parking lot, all right?
6: <laughs> all right, yes, parking lot first, then stadium, and then McKellar's. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Shadi, see you tomorrow. <laughs> all right, take care, everybody, get there safe. Bye. Which,
1: what's the best home opener you've ever been to, Darren? Do you have one oh, man. that sticks out to you? Oh,
0: uh, that's that's a tough one. You know what? I'm going to say pre seven line uh my wife and i's at the time girlfriend it was her first ever opening day we went together we looked like such dorks we had like matching t-shirts on we went to Models. i think i had beltran and she had or maybe i had reyes she had beltran we got like the black t-shirt and it was cool though it was a nice day we d- sat down the right field line at shea um it was definitely t-shirt weather so i think it was like 2005 four two thousand five, she's probably gonna kill me. I don't know the date, uh the year. But it was great. It was T-shirt a great t shirt weather on opening
1: day. That's a win.
0: Well do you remember the I think it was Pedro Martinez started, the sprinklers went off. Yeah. Okay. whatever year that was and then in the outfield next to the home run apple they had the uh the scoreboard or the, the the ad board that would it was like an accordion it would flip mm-hmm. and they couldn't get it to flip. After oh the gosh. inning was over. So the ground screws out there trying to like pull on these strings to get like this tarp. It was like a, uh, a backup plan tarp. They pull the strings, the tarp rolls down and just falls to the floor. So it was a little bit of a delay during the game. It, it was a fun one. So they like, and they won. Yeah, so, I remember
1: Pedro dancing in the sprinklers. Uh, I didn't yeah. realize that was a home opener for some reason, but yeah, it would have been Let 2005. Me Let me see. I'm just looking it up now. Uh, I remember opening day 2005. That was. I believe the Braden Looper game, they lost in Cincinnati.
0: And oh, then, four was against the Braves. that was in Cincinnati. Five was against the Astros. Six was against the Nationals. Okay. Uh, I th- it may have actually been five or six. Hmm. I don't know. One of those years. What about you? You have one?
1: Yeah, well, uh, my dad... A couple of times, pulled me out of school for Mets home opener. My neighbors used to do that all the time. Gotta have priorities, you know. That's how you end up uh, on this podcast here <laughs> doing an orange and blue thing. And I remember one year they were playing the Marlins, and I don't remember everything about the game, but I know Bobby Jones. Remember him? The uh-huh. you know good solid All Star pitcher for the Mets for many years. Hit a home run down the left field line, which was fun. Uh, so that's the one I remember going to. And the one that always sticks out in my head is '96. Because they finished well at the end of 95, and like Generation K was up, and the Mets were going to be on the rise, and Ray Ordone is making his debut in 96, and he threw out, boy, I'm not going to know who the Cardinals runner was, but he threw out somebody at home plate uh, from his knees, like halfway out in left field. It was a fantastic finish to that game that came back from down 6 nothing, won 7-6, and um, you know, that was when it was like, all right, here's the turning point. And it wasn't quite 96. But, you know, within a couple of years, they were a playoff team again. And uh,
0: so I just pulled it up now. It says 2005 Martinez and sprinklers yeah. soak Arizona. Hmm. Water is a blessing, I believe, Martinez said. So I got wet. <laughs> so I, I guess it's when he was running through. Uh, Good Kelly said there.
2: 2005. Yeah, she's right. Yeah. It was 2005.
0: Yeah, there you go. Thanks, Kel. Thanks for uh, fact-checking me there, uh, Lizzie. So uh, let's shift gears here because uh, 286 Mets. Shadi just talked about the 69 Mets. 286 Mets are in the news. Ron Darling for writing a book and Lenny Dykstra because he wants to sue him. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's your thoughts on this, Mr. Uh, Papa McCarthy?
1: Well, you know uh – Ron Darling, you talked to Ronnie about the book last week on the show and I thought it was interesting you asked him about hey, you're worried about ruffling some feathers and he's kinda of, hey I'm you know fifty yeah, something years I'm old. old. Man, yeah. I can handle these things. Not old man, but and this is uh this is one of those things that, that comes out. Now, you know, I saw Salicata went back to Ron Darling's last book and he had written something similar about Almost identical. Lenny Dykstra before game three of the eighty six World Series just cussing out Oil can Boyd before he walked up to the plate and you know hit a big leadoff home run, and you know Darling said that the language was well. I don't know if he necessarily said graphic, but he certainly implied it. Right. In the first book and the second book, he says that I was more racially charged, and that adds a whole other angle, obviously. So you know Lenny's trying to defend himself against it, I guess, and they both say. <laughs> They have people backing them up that heard it or didn't hear it. So it becomes a he said, he said kind of game. But you do look at the backgrounds of these two guys and Ron Darling, I mean, has he knowingly lied to people a whole lot over the course of his life that, that we all know about, right? If you're doing this in the court of public opinion and based on reputation a little bit, I don't think anybody would be shocked that Letty Dykstra went to that next level to try to win a baseball game back in 1986. And, and obviously Lenny's record speaks for itself. I think uh, all these years later, so, you know, you don't know exactly what was said, but there's no doubt. Lenny Dykstra almost certainly crossed the line with what he said to oil camp Boyda. I don't know if anyone can find out if it's racially charged or not, Right, but you know, he's doing it to try to throw the guy off and win a game. And, there's a history of that in baseball. The bench jockeying back in like Babe Ruth's days, basically they had worthless players. Like they, they right. weren't any good at playing, but they'd be on the bench strictly to be enforcers, yeah. To yeah. yell at the opposition and just throw guys off. And a lot of it was racially charged back then, of course, and that was accepted within the game. And you know, like I say, there was a role for it. You call it enforcers, like hockey, like right, the goons. Right, right, right. but it, it was just all verbal and you know, I'm sure some of that lasts for some period of time, and you do anything to try to win. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a bliss. You have a book. microphone back then. You you never get away with it now. Right, now right, everything right. is miked up on the field with the Fox World Series broadcast. Can you imagine anything being said and not getting out there? But in '86, I'm sure it was a little bit of a, a different world. I don't think Lenny was wearing a microphone when he was uh, stepping up to the plate.
0: Yeah, I mean, Lenny has his troubles. Everyone, not everyone, but if if you uh, follow baseball, you follow the Mets, or just know about the history of this guy, uh, you know, no one wants to be accused of something like this. So if it's not true, then I can understand his his uproar. But you know what? Well,
1: Lenny too. This guy, uh, he, he said he was have... innocent with the Uber thing, right? Yeah, and right. then he ended up settling, or you know, being he not doing jail time, but but having some guilt there. So. You and know, now Lenny's out there. If you say anything negative about Ron Darling and tag Lenny Dykstra's Twitter handle on it, he'll retweet yeah, yeah, you yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, it's just gross. Or whoever doing.
0: W- works for him, I don't know. But oh. you know, uh, you know how many times Lenny, I've I've even actually been to events or things that were going on. Even Strawberries, how many times he was supposed to be there for something like Lenny's supposed to be here today, but he's probably not going to show up. Like Lenny's a mess, and you know, you can if you watch Howard, the Howard Stern show. This guy clearly doesn't care much about his public perception well, he otherwise does. that's why he well is, now he does like on this one on with this one subject but yeah, he goes I
1: think, you know i think the racially charged aspect of yes. it causes people to change you know I, I don't know if lenny has said oh yeah i said terrible things to oil cam boy but i didn't say that but it sounds like he's just saying the whole thing is made of which yeah. to me i had to say something, to the guy. but this this
0: is a blip in the book. The book's like yeah. three hundred pages. This is one paragraph. And like Sal pointed out, this is nothing new. So for yeah, it's uh, not coming out of nowhere. Yeah, for Dykstra, this isn't out of left
1: field. Like Ronnie's just been holding on to this forever. Yeah, yeah, it was just written with a slightly different angle. That obviously, once it gets picked up, it becomes a whole thing. Lenny reacts. Then you're dealing it now. Lenny's threatening to sue, which I'm I'm sure won't come to pass. But how would you? How would you even settle something like that? He said. He said, and right. you know, there's forty thousand people in the ballpark, but everybody's making noise, and you know, how do you hear anything in those kinds of situations?
0: I mean, I guess once stuff's written in written in, in stone or written in paper, and it comes out, I mean, not everyone's going to be happy, and that's what I, I said to Ron last week, and he said, you know what, is the book going to pass everyone's smell test? Certainly not, but you know, these are things that I I, I wanted to write down, and and uh, he said it was kind of liberating because when he was on with uh, Francesca, uh, kind of explaining his angle here or why he wrote it down. He said he almost came out because he wanted to explain that while those things were in such poor taste or racist or however he explained it on 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 Dykstra's uh, uh, side of it that. Ronnie was also ashamed of himself because they were watching this and didn't say anything. And an inning later, or however, you know, I think it was actually leadoff home run when Ronnie hit the home run. Then he's the, one of the first guys to pat him on the back, like, "Hey, good job," you know. Yeah. So you know, thirty plus years have passed, and he, it came out, and he put he put a name to it, or actually wrote that it's racial, and that's kind of what put people over the edge. But you know, it is what it is. But the idea that
1: he's doing saying this stuff to sell books, nah. I think it's kind of nonsensical. I don't, at least in this case, I don't think you expect this to blow up because he wrote something very similar in the last book, same story and it didn't blow up in the same way now you know the maybe the kevin elster stuff like you start getting some titillation in there that'll sell a couple of books perhaps but i, I don't think this was done with that angle uh and you're just trying to open up a lens to what it was to be part of that team right maybe this is a story that. If you ever had a chance to, like, sit at the bar with Ron Darling for a few hours and pick his brain and ask for stories and get a feel for what it's about, this is one of them that you would hear. And that's the idea of one of these books, right, to bring you in a little closer to Ron Darling's memories of playing in the game and and connecting it all through. And, you know, unfortunately, this is part of it as well. It's not all just, you know, pats on the, the behind and, you know, we won and it was great. Like, you know, we know this team. They they uh they were the bad guys, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the Jeff Perlman book, which is really the uh, you know the big book for, about this team. Still haven't read it. The bad guys. Oh won, my gosh! Right? I know. It. I need it's to. It's amazing. But you get a feel for this wasn't like the lovable <laughs> kind of group that you right. you know you you put your arms around and everybody's a great guy. You know, this is a team that that had a mix of you know some of the guys who were good guys, some of them were bad guys at the time, whatever it might be, and. They came together somehow and and won the whole damn thing. It's,
0: in some ways, you know, not to drag this on about just Lenny, but uh, I almost feel bad for the guy sometimes because I feel like he's he's not on Howard Stern because he's this great guest. He's on Howard Stern because he's a joke, and they they put him on there. And unfortunately, the the, the decisions this guy's made over the past thirty years have led him down this path where he is kind of the punchline on a lot of shit, and it's unfortunate. And
1: he's also hurt a lot of people. Yeah, he yeah. He's, as no, well, saint. Where he's there's no, no saint. He's no yeah, you know, to me feeling bad for him is a little ridiculous cuz this is someone who has scammed people and you know he's 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 treated people poorly I in get a that. lot of ways. I, but I
0: mean I just feel bad that as a guy who may have been someone's hero in the 80s or 90s and looked up to this guy and now it turns out that this is who he is and and now he's in the public eye of a, a threatening uber drivers or whatever the hell else he's been doing that it's it's Assaulting, sad yeah. it's sad yeah. um so let's hit the phones let's switch gears a little bit let's talk about someone who's currently on the team uh what's up rich rich in Glen cove what's up rich what do you got
4: yeah he,
0: he's people
4: rich hey what's up guys how are you
0: good yeah. how you doing what's going on
4: good uh, pete congratulations uh, on baby and darren just want to say you know thank you for all that you've done for the mets fan base um diehard mets fan my whole life it's unbelievable what you've, you know, transformed this uh, company into. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Ray. thank you. Um,
4: just want to talk a little bit on Robbie Cano. Um, obviously, when the trade went through at first, I was excited to get Diaz, and, you know, Cano was kind of thrown into that. Yeah. Um, what do you think his expectations or your expectations for him this year are? You know, obviously, after opening day, uh, everyone was excited, said this is the greatest trade ever. Um, and he started to look, you know, not so great, had some, a lot of strikeouts, uh, had the Golden Soprero the other night, yeah. and just wanted to ask you guys, you know, what you thought, is, is it easier for a guy, um, a hitter to come over from the AL to NL, or you think it's easier for the pitcher? I uh, just wanted your thoughts. Thank no,
1: it's you. definitely harder on the hitter because more familiarity favors the hitter over the pitcher in that spot. But So that'll be a little bit of an adjustment for Cano, but guy's moving around so much. I don't think it's as big a deal as it used to be these days. One thing I like, Cano is bought in to you know hitting to the opposite field, to hitting against the shift in the way that the Mets have, and to have someone with his bona fides buy into that. I think there's a trickle-down effect. So, you know, not just the production on the field, but some of what he's done the clubhouse has been important. And look, Robbie Cano was a productive hitter last year. I think with the trade, we're all worried about three, four, five years from now, what is he going to be when he's 39 years old and into his 40s? But for right now he's still a productive big league player and he had some real nice defensive plays in the national series. So I think the expectations are still high for Cano. I don't expect him to carry the team for long stretches, but this is a big time professional hitter who's going to bat third all year.
4: I I agree. Thank you for, for the input on that. Um, And uh, yeah, you know what he's done with Rosario. I hear a lot about that, what they did in spring training and going forward too, that's definitely you know to have a veteran guy like that who's been around for a while and been so successful to have that kind of leadership next to a you know upcoming shortstop is definitely nice to see.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And thanks for the call, Rich. Uh, I, I think Cano, he'll be a huge plus for now. It's really it's just a question of how long is he going to be able to be a plus player for you. And guys don't age like they did 15 to 20 years ago when they had a little extra help. So, you know, that's that's what you worry about. But even with the suspension last year for Cano, he came back and he hit. Yeah. And Brody Van Wagenen would know as much as anybody about what exactly transpired that led to his suspension in Seattle. So I feel good about Robbie Cano for the short term. And I think he'll be a plus for this team, no doubt about it. I, I like it from... A win now move, and that's what it was. <laughs> you give it up, Jared Keldick. Uh, yes, you land Edwin Diaz, but you know, is the Cano contracted situation going to become an issue four or five years down the line? That's what people worry about, not the the here and now at Robbie. Absolutely. So uh, we are going to
0: play what's in the
1: box in just a second,
0: Lizzie. If uh, if you want to tell Lizzie that this next caller that's getting through now, we'll play what's in the box. Um, so yeah, great, 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 great gifts today for What's in the Box presented by our friends at Lumberland. Let's give Lumberland a little shout-out here because Lumberland uh, has been a friend of Orange and Blue Things since the start, basically. Uh, they do some great... Um, Gifts on, on their site. So if you go to Lumberland.com and you can check out everything they got as far as their different series. The cool thing is that they've actually added since we've we've become friends with them is that now they have the MLBPA license. So they do a lot of signature mugs. So they could do uh, basically a full team on a mug or an individual player. And this is a, a bat. That's a bat. Right? It's they a hollowed-out baseball a hollow bat a bat that is now a mug. It's Their hashtag is BatMug if you Man. search them on Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever. But if you could also search by team. So if you scroll down, click on the New York Mets, they have all different options of players. And if, if uh, you don't see a player you like, maybe, um, I don't know, maybe Dom Smith's your favorite player and they don't have it up there, you can click the request a player option and uh, type in their name and you'll, and you'll get it. So cool. the cool thing is they're doing for us – is not only the, the giveaways here for what's in the box, but they also have a discount code uh, on their site that you can use. It is just OABT. OABT is the discount code on the site, and that'll give you 15% off anything you see on the website, like this Jacob the mug and so on and so forth. So what we normally do, Mr. Pete, Petey Mac, is four boxes of our stuff. And now mm-hmm. it's four boxes of of stuff from Lumberland. So what's in the cylinder? It's it's unbelievable because these are expensive gifts. These are sixty dollars a pop. So two of the of the cylinders, the cylinder boxes have mugs, and two of them have gift cards. So either way, you win, and that's a little bit better than like a thirty dollar hat from the Seven Line. So if you I have,
1: don't know. I think it's all very arguable here, Dave.
0: I'm talking about but this is cool cost. It's very okay. cool. So okay. uh, I don't know who we got <laughs> in the line. I don't know if Lizzie's ready for this. She is getting someone online. So, um, Lumberland, the cool thing they do too is it makes great groomsman's gifts. They have a whole bunch of different options. So, if you click on the top left here, groomsmen gifts. Uh, I personally, oh, what did I go? That's a cool
1: groomsman gift. That's it's a good idea. Awesome. What did I? What did I go with?
0: I think I went with like custom mugs. So it's basically, you know, it's down the same path here, but a mug is a little bit cooler than a, a pint glass. Is a little bit cooler than a mug. What's up, Lizzie? Okay, let's let's go to the phones
1: here. Our contestant is contestant
0: number 1 for the <laughs> Lumberland What's in the Box segment is Eli. What's up Eli?
4: Hey, what's up, Darren? How you doing, Pete? Congratulations on the baby. Uh, I just want to let you know, I'm expecting my third in June, and there's no such thing as a leveling out day. Just letting you know. (laughs) There's
1: no such thing as what? A leveling out day where
4: you get a handle on things. But
1: yeah, once you start getting outnumbered, I'm sure it's a completely different world, Eli. (laughs) Well, we'll that's what
4: I'm told. I'm told you have to go from man to man to zone defense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Eli, so listen,
0: no matter what, you're going to win something awesome here, but it's one, two, three, or four. What do you want?
4: Um, I think I'm going to go with uh, Robin Ventura,
0: number four. Okay, let's see what you got. Oh! No way. That's a good one.
1: Oh, Jacob deGrom.
0: Jacob deGrom.
1: Very cool. Oh, yeah. I'm dancing in my chair. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good mug. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm yeah. je- Look at this. this I'm jealous. The on this is awesome. Oh, it's those are really cool. Wow, really, it feels like the bat on the bottom. It's very... Smooth otherwise. You got Jacob deGrom on there, and, uh, yeah. and it looks like it fits exactly one pint.
0: Yeah, it's great. It
3: you might want to try it up out. With <laughs> <no> <laughs> <history Okay>. coming.
0: <laughs> All right, dude, so uh, we'll send this out to you. lisa has got your address?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, awesome, man. Have a good one. Thanks
1: a lot. Nice job, Eli. Uh, See, Rob Ventura coming in clutch for the Mets again.
0: <laughs> shout again, again. Shout out again to Lumberland. Really awesome of them. Uh, 15% off on Lumberland.com. Com with the discount code O A B T, very cool. So tomorrow, Mr. Pete, if you can make it out to the tailgate party, I think people are going to be there when like the sun comes up. I don't know what time. What time are you planning on going, Lizzie? I'll
1: probably be up.
0: I'm sure you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will. Yeah, I'm sure you
2: will be. Um, we plan on going and being there at 8:30. Uh,
0: oh man, ah. I wish. Uh, I have to wait for Cal. I'd, I'd honestly leave at like six, but you know we got parental things to do in the morning. But I'm going to hopefully leave my house. At around 8. So depending on traffic, we should get there around 9. What do you think? 9.15. Yeah. I drive pretty fast.
2: Yeah, but you can't drive it's pretty shower, fast. hour, dude. Oh, actually, oh, yes. You can take uh, HOV. lanes. HOV, oh, okay. yes.
0: So hit us up tomorrow, or hit up the tailgate party tomorrow in the marina lot. All the information is on the sevenline.com. Just click the blog area. This is not a private party. If you have a ticket to the game, or even if you want to just come and hang out, uh, come on down. You do not need to be sitting with us to come to the marina lot. So if you aren't sure where that is, there is a map on the website. We expect people to show up super, super early. And the wedding will be kicking off around 1030. So if you want to come to the wedding uh, and also hang out afterwards, I know uh, Chrome Dome, a.k.a. Elvis, a.k.a. The Seven Lines DJ will be there. And it's going to be a fun time. Chef Cass has an incredible spread on deck and it's just going to be a fun time. So come on down to opening day tomorrow. The tailgate party is going to be baby. awesome. I can't freaking wait. So, Pete, tonight, going for the sweep. Are they going to get it done or what? Yeah, you said they better, right? Oh,
1: of course. you got to get it done. you got got DeGrom on the hill. You're playing a lousy Marlins team that's now starting to probably feel like they're a lousy Marlins team. Even Don Magley the other day with the Ligaris call. He's so upset about the umpires. Not that it, they're expecting to lose, but that the umpires... Don't give them the benefit of the doubt because, you know, they're not looked upon as a good team. And so they already, you know, you could try to use that as an underdog mentality. But when you get beat down a couple of times, it becomes, yeah, we're not as good as everybody else. So, you know, it's important to me, if you're the Mets, make sure you instill that in the Marlins. You don't want them feeling good about themselves like those Baltimore Orioles uh, right now, 4-1. and one, And they were, you know, supposed to win like 50 games this year or something. So I, I think, uh, yeah, you got the Grom on the hilt. These are the starts you have to win. Give him six runs, give him a little support. Let's make it easy tonight. Speaking you know? of
0: uh speaking of someone feeling good about themselves, how about Trumpet Boy Gelbs last night? Join joined the band. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that
1: was that was next level. And you
0: know, he said he said he's never you know, he didn't mean to do that whole wink thing. They were going a commercial <laughs> break. You know he was definitely like, All right, this is gonna be a gif. You know, yeah. he's sitting there playing a trumpet, winks to the camera. Playing he, it up. He was he was definitely hamming it up a little bit there. He so, definitely
1: had never played a trumpet before. I think that much was obvious i was surprised he got any sound out of it <laughs> whenever i've tried to pick up a trumpet play it just like Blows saliva into the thing one and of, makes a
0: mess. One of my goals a few years ago was to uh, learn the bagpipes. It never happened, but I always get charged enough, up around. that fit in
1: there? You think? Could you bring bagpipes? I didn't see that on the accepted musical <laughs> instruments list on the SNY broadcast. Oh my but god! That would be phenomenal to have. You know, the drums and trumpets, and then uh, bagpipes in the <laughs> background. Multicultural uh, in the uh, down That'll there. That would be Miami. awesome. Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe <laughs> when I find
0: some time, I could. Uh, Learn how to uh, play the bagpipes you here. You
1: make a lot of money on St. Paddy's Day and all the march, you know, Long Island. Is only make a lot of money, you get... like eight, eight days out of the month somewhere on Long Island. You also
0: don't pay to drink. That's that's another good no, thing. Yeah. Uh, Lizzie, we're going to hit the share contest now. So if you want one of these Game of Thrones Ice Dragon bobbleheads, you still have about a second. Press share if you're on Facebook. Click retweet if you're on Twitter, Twitter slash Periscope, and you will win it for free. If Cass
2: yeah. wanted to give out a, a final thank you to everybody who contributed towards the tailgate. The generosity was overwhelming and the funds came in and he kept on adding more and more and more. He hope he has enough food, but I'm sure you do. Oh my so God, this guy. Thank you mm. and we'll see you tomorrow, Cass. Yeah, Cass, is, Cass
0: goes above and beyond. I don't think anyone's going to be hungry tomorrow. Definitely don't eat breakfast if you're looking to, uh, to uh, indulge here. So anyway... We are going to do the share contest right now. Lizzie, uh, if I should do a little drum roll here for you, if you could do the Facebook one.
2: Um, this week, uh, we, um, I got to Nico John Schaffner.
0: Cool. So Nico, from you win. Go! You from win Cumberland, one. Cumberland,
2: Pennsylvania. Winner.
0: And I will do the Twitter. Uh, Lizzie, when if you can, or and PD Max. And
2: make a one, two, three, stop.
0: All right, and I got, uh, what do I got? I got at EBEX17, is that the front door? If it is, go check it for me. I'm waiting for somebody here. Yeah, um, your car's
2: already <laughs> being fixed. Is it really? In the back. Oh, look at that. I drove it there. All <laughs>
0: right, so I'm getting a new windshield right now, Mr. Yeah, Pete. Uh, all right, so at EBEX17, you win as well. Hopefully, we got a Game of Thrones fan here. You win. All right, cool. Nice so, job. Tomorrow, when bright is. and early. Pete, if you can make it, I'd love to see you. I understand if you can't. I'll uh, be in touch. Lizzie, Danny, myself. Mr. Darren. Mr. Darren. Uh, <laughs> how about Mr. DeGrom tonight? Get it done. Bring the Mets back home on a 5-1 and one start on the road would be phenomenal. And I'm just really excited for tomorrow, ready to get this home yeah. season started, and we'll see you guys out there at City Field. Let's go Mets.